Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Check out the latest on I Work Ram. All kinds of information out there, including information about all of our sponsors, right, Martha? That's right. We have some great sponsors, and um, our desire is for you to just go out to our website and learn about them. You can click on their links and go to their websites and check them out. Iworkforhim.com. And while you're on our website, check out two very important tabs. One, how to get a hold of all of our archives. Really important. If you've missed some of our past shows, there's a lot of good shows out there. There's maybe a couple of them that weren't don't, so great. Don't go back to the beginning. Yeah, don't go back to the beginning. They're out there, but just to remind me how humble my beginnings were on the well, air. I think that one thing for people to know is that there is a kind of technology for everybody. You can click on it on your computer and just listen, or you can subscribe to iTunes and get it downloaded into your iTunes account. Um, iHeartRadio, there's an app for your phone, so you can listen live no matter where you are. So there's... A little bit of technology for everybody. Well, and some of you may be thinking, Jim, I've been out to your website on my phone and it's not working. Well, we just realized that the really cool I Work For Him Nation flag that pops up when you go out to our website was causing our mobile website to be unresponsive, which is a big word for it ain't working when you're on your <laughs> mobile phone. So we're sorry. So we're very sorry. We had a lot of people frustrated with us last month, right up to yesterday. We've taken off the flag, but that's the other really important tab. Click on the I Work For Him Nation flag tab, because the flag had to come off, and consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Martha, why do we ask people to join the nation? What are we asking them to do? 
Well, it's a commitment to, number one, pray for your um, coworkers and employees every day. I think that's such an important thing. I kind of, um, you would hope that people think, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But really committing to pray for them and praying for their um, livelihood, for their home life, for their productivity at work and what they're doing for other customers and to um, commit to being the best and brightest employee that they can be in their workplace and committing to, um, there's just a, a whole little list there, but the big point of joining the nation is that you're making that commitment, that you're saying, yes, I want to work for him. People out there listening are going, well, Jim, how can prayer make a difference in my workplace? I will tell you this. I started praying for my coworkers and employees and bosses in 2006. And by 2008, one of my bosses recommitted his life to Christ. One of my coworkers really committed himself to Christ. One of my bosses gave her life to Christ. And no, it didn't have anything to do with me, but I will tell you that I really believe that by praying, it changed who I was and made me a better servant in the workplace and gave me the opportunities to have conversations with these people. And it made a big, big difference. So Prayer isn't going to necessarily change other people, but it will definitely change you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's why we tell people to pray together as spouses, because it really changes us individually uh, and together. So that's why we ask you to join the nation. So click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and join tonight. You know, today on the I Work For Him Radio Roundtable, we invite you to call in to the show, don't we, Martha? Yes, we do. We'd love to hear from people. We it's Friday to... afternoon. That's right. Woo, TGIF, TGIF, that's right. And we are all excited, except for those of you heading north on the Howard Franklin. Sorry about that. Okay, but we want you to call in and share how God's working in your workplace. Maybe you've got a question on how to conquer the enemy in your workplace. You'll give us some ideas on how to put I work for him into action. Or maybe you've just got a testimony. We just want to hear a testimony or maybe a, a favorite verse. Mm-hmm. So call into the studio line, 877-943-9673, 877-943-9673. That's right. So call in and remember that if you call in today, you're going to get something from our prize closet. That's right. Every Friday for people that call in, uh, and that means you've got to hold, stay on the line after we're done talking and let Jose take your name, phone number, name, address, phone number, and email address. Those are all required so that we can get that book out to you, whatever it may be. Maybe a, maybe a CD. Music. Might be a movie. It might be a movie. It could be a Bible. It's kind of could like Could be a, a million dollars. No, we don't have any of that in our uh, prize closet. <laughs> I do. I still have some of those million dollar bills with Bill Clinton's picture in them. You do. I do. I don't know and where I got those. Didn't you once you had a million dollars shredded that you got as a prize? I did. It was a million one dollar bills shredded I don't... and under a dome. Yeah. What'd you do with that? Yeah, I think that might have gone in a garage sale or something. I'm not really sure. Oh. I don't think it made the trip to Florida. we had a million dollars one time, and we've lost it. Yeah. It was, it was a, really hard to put back together again. It was impossible. That's the only reason you get it. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Okay, so listen, on the I Work For Him Radio Roundtable, every week we try to do a little bit of a recap of what we talked about on the air, and then we've got a subject today we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how when God tests our self-will, because a lot of times we've got our own plan for what we think God should be doing no you think well i've never have but Mm. maybe you have probably every day yeah and then god thinks that's funny Mm -hmm. because he sees the bigger picture but often we make him giggle i think when we tell him our plans and we're going to talk about the times when god tests our self-will to see if we're willing to submit ourselves to his will and martha while we're waiting for people to uh, call in today let's just talk about some of the really cool things we talked about this week in the work on the i work for him radio programs Let's do that. 
Um, so I was on the show with you Tuesday. So you want to talk about Monday first? Monday, we had Doug Pohl and Don Light from C12 Sarasota. They C12 SW Sarasota, excuse me, C12, yeah, SWFlorida.com. Right, correct. And they're just talking about how they've got a territory full of Christ-following business owners, and they're and they're just trying to encourage them and how they walk with the Lord in their workplaces. And C12 is just a great organization like that. In fact, I would love it. If there's anybody out there listening that has been in a C12 group, I would like to invite you to support C12 so they can be an advertiser on the show and be a regular attendee on the show. We'd love to have more of C12 because they're really making a big impact on Tampa Bay really making a huge impact. It was a lot of fun conversation. I've known Doug Pohl for a long time. He is a former radio guy. So it was great having him on the show. And if you missed Monday's show, great archive. And just a reminder, you can find all of those links on our Facebook page because that's where I put them every evening with pictures and their website and all that information as well as our website. But it's a fun interactive place to learn about them. Hey, before we get to our show on Tuesday, let's thank our show sponsors. You, you can find all the information about our show sponsors on our website, iworkforhim.com, but I always like to say a special thank you to them. Most insurance for auto, home, life, and small business insurance, please go out to their website, mostins.com, and give them a chance to earn your business. Luke, Dave, and Randy from Bel Air Wealth Management, guys with an eternal perspective helping you plan. BelairWealthManagement.com. Crown College, for those of you looking to extend your education, complete your education, but want a biblical worldview at the same time, crown.edu forward slash radio and trust services. I was just going to say, and Crown, if they check it out yet this weekend, they may be. I don't know if it's too late or not to sign up for this next session of online learning. Every seven weeks, they start a new one, and it goes, the classes are seven weeks at a time. takes two and a half years to get a master's degree. Crown.edu forward slash radio. And, of course, Trust Services. Find them online at servicesbytrust.com. That's our business. And one day we're going to talk all about what we do. Because we really, we love, that's a great idea. We should do that. (laughs) We really love working with small business owners. And the two of us mentor small business owners and then provide accounting and tax services through our staff but and marketing and graphic designing but we also then bring in outsourced companies to really take care of our customers for things that we don't do and we've got trusted people that we bring in so that's a lot of fun find us find out about our business servicesbytrust.com all right so let's talk about tuesday's show because we really had a special privilege of bringing in laura petherbridge she is going to be one of the guest speakers on our marriage cruise coming up in february february 18th through the 22nd people can find out more online on our website iworkforhim.com Yes, and in just four short months, we'll be heading out to sea. Think about that. What's today's date? Actually, we'll be out to sea if you look at the month and not the date, but we'll be Friday at sea. Four months from from No, four months from Sunday. No, but I said as months. So that'll be 17 weeks from yesterday. Okay, all right. Sorry, I'm Dr. Exacto. (laughs) Mr. Literal. That's right. Right here. Sorry, baby. I love you. All right, if you want to call in the studio line, we're inviting you to call in on the I Work From Radio Roundtable to talk about how God is working in your life and in your workplace. 877-943-9673. Or I could do my, I could, I haven't done my auctioneer voice in a long time. 877-943-9673. I don't think it worked very good. All right, we'd love to have you call in 877-943-9673. Now people are never going to call in. They just freaked them out. Maybe somebody has been a part of C12 and would like to call in and tell That'd be people neat. about love, it. That'd love be kind of neat. All right, so Tuesday we had Laura Petherbridge on. You yep. can find out more about Laura Petherbridge at laurapetherbridge.com. What was the biggest thing you took away from uh, from uh, Tuesday's conversation with Laura? Um, I think what I really, what she says that just really means the most to me right now is just understanding that people may not 
um, be happy with their situation that they have gone through a divorce, but loving them where they're at right now and, and understanding that they have different needs than I do because they may be in a blended family and um, sharing, you know, children and all of those kinds of things with them, um, visitations and things like that. And just really loving those people where they're at and understanding that um, God can use them in amazing ways, but they can, God can use us to minister to them. Yeah, and, and I love the, the other things you said. I mean, churches are really struggling. What do we do with these blended families and how mm-hmm. we deal with them? We can't treat them the same. She said that. And, and it's so important because it's true. Issues in regular marriages are exponentially complicated by blending a family together mm-hmm. where there's other spouses who still have a say in a marriage where nobody else is supposed to have to say except for husbands and wives. Right. So and also to recognize that not everybody who gets divorced caused the divorce. Right. A lot of the time there's contributing factors on both sides, but not all the time. Right. Sometimes people just decide to sin and they're going to sin regardless of whether you want them to sin or not. And they're going to go out and sin and they're not going to repent of their sin. They're just leaving. That was a lot of words in a short amount of time. I had a Mountain Dew earlier today. <laughs> All right. So Wednesday's show, we had Senor Bill Bunkley on here. He's got a radio show right here on Salem. He does. He's on, on Faith right? Talk 57910 every day at 4 o'clock. And I thought it'd be fun to bring him in. And we just talked about Bill. And I got him soapboxing several times, but Bill Bunkley. Uh, um, <laughs> the two of you. The two of the two of us. Well, we struggled for air space. We were sucking both a lot of air in here. Did but you Bill's, see my post? I said you guys are the WTBN super combo. <laughs> super combo. No, I didn't see that post. I don't know. I missed that one. But Bill is passionate about what he does, and he comes on the air every day. And I wanted people just to hear about his family, about his, about what he does in his free time, which was not much because he's working all the time, uh, but about his son, Zach, and his family. And it was... Uh, it was just a fun conversation here about him. He'd like to golf, but he hasn't golfed in years. But he travels uh, quite a bit with his family because of his wife's job. And But it was just good to hear how did he get on the radio a decade ago, a decade next month. Wow. But we'd like to wish Bill Bunkley a very happy birthday. Yes. Because tomorrow he celebrates his birthday. We won't say which one. No, we won't. But, but it's it a, a special one. A very special. Special birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, Bill, Bill Bunkley. Bunkley. That's right. All right. And then on Thursday, we had a great conversation. Yeah, that was just yesterday. That was. It seems like five days ago. Why is it our <laughs> lives are so lived crazy? lived a lot of life. You know, if you would just make, stop making me work so much, mm-hmm. it wouldn't feel so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So we had Jeff Ruby from Red Rock Leadership on. And Red Rock Leadership does a great job training leaders, customer service people, and salespeople in just how to be better at what they do. But that's not what we talked about. What we talked about is that Jeff Ruby teaches leadership stuff all the time, and it's based on the book of James and understanding um, emotional intelligence. And he had the opportunity to go to Paraguay a couple of weeks ago to this, I can't remember, but it was the city of the East in Paraguay. And it was something del Este, but I can't remember what it was. Maybe, mm-hmm. Jose, you can help me out what the city on the East, but he's struggling. Okay. All right. But anyway, so he had an opportunity to go into a university and to teach pastors at two different places, teach pastors and go into the university, teaching them about leadership and emotional intelligence. And these people were eating it up because they're just hungry for information. Mm. They're just hungry to be fed. And that was uh, really, a, he just loved it. God used him with the skills that he does each and every day to do exactly what he does every day, but on the mission field. And that's really one of the things that's really neat about being involved in missions is God equips us in ways that we don't even think about that he can use um, on the mission field, especially in short-term missions where you can go and make an impact 
and you yourself be impacted by the experience that you have. Well, and your dad's a great example of that because your dad used his skills on the mission field. He did. He is a professional photographer, and um, about our the age we're at now, when my parents were our age, um, which they, is incredibly young. Yes, very young. Um, they really felt like God was calling them to do something different and to serve in a different way. And they, my dad's testimony is that he had was in Colombia, had a camera in his hand, and said, "You know, God, if this is something that you can use, use it." That's the short version. And um, that's when they realized that there is, there's your city name there, um, that, you know, he could use what God had gifted him with in his occupation to minister to people and to be a ministry. So long story short, we spent a year in Venezuela taking pictures of the missionaries so that they, back then we didn't have digital. No, they we were doing slideshows. We only had like multimedia was like a big buzzword back then in the early That was when they had two 80s. slide trays instead of one. That's right. All right. Jose's got the name of the town. What was the name of the town, Jose? Ciudad del Este, City of the East. City of the East. All right, got it. Thank you very much, Jose. I knew he could do it because he's bilingual, and so he understands that stuff. I got <laughs> and the he del says Este it stuff. so beautifully. We, we visited a church in uh, Costa Rica that the end of the name was del Este, and I asked what it meant, and that's how I knew it meant East. And you remembered that. I remembered that. Way to go. I remembered we walked like 78 miles to get to this now church you know in Spanish. the rain. No. <laughs> I know like I know like ten words now instead of yeah. Actually I know how to count to ten, so I now I know twenty words. There you go. All right, so but it was really cool. And the message from yesterday's show was whatever we do, God can use it for his glory and honor. Mm-hmm. And there are people in the third world that are desperate to be taught those same skills that we just take for granted here in the United States. And I think that was what was really the coolest part for me was God can use what I do each and every day to encourage people. All right, so Let's talk about last week on, in our Business His Way group, mm-hmm. we had an incredible conversation on the 9th of October about the self-will test. Business His Way, for those of you just tuning in, we've got a roundtable discussion group focused on Christ that is for business leaders, Christian business leaders and owners of small businesses. And it is, uh, we meet just once a month. It's in the middle of Largo. I'd love to start a group up here in Tampa somewhere, uh, but I just need somebody to volunteer to help me recruit some people. But the whole idea is it's not free, about 100 bucks a month. But what we do for two and a half hours every month is we just spend a ton of time discussing and driving home the points, the biblical points of how we should be running our businesses and getting a perspective on how God expects us as leaders to run those businesses so that people can see Christ in us. Yeah, so we've been in that meeting going through, um, there's a little book called The 14 Tests All Leaders Must Face by Frank DiMazio. Right. And it's been different. There are, It's not very long, but we discuss it every week, every month when we get together because it really um, just helps us to reveal something that we're go- we have at some point gone through in our life or that God's going to use us for and really preparing ourselves and just getting into the scripture. All right. We also highlighted a, a section from a book called About My Father's Business from Reggie Campbell. We don't have a lot of time to talk about it today, but that was about how to identify where your coworkers are in the relationship to the Lord, and so you can be very intensive, not intensive, intentional, not intensive, that's bad. Don't be Do intensive. not beat people with the Bible. <laughs> in, intentional. Intentional with your, how you incorporate your faith into the workplace and helping people move from 
being not so close to God to being closer to God. So, but we're not going to talk about that today, but that was a great book, Reggie Campbell, About My Father's Business. So let's talk about this test called the self-will test. And let me just read the definition. Okay. And then you want to read the scripture. I do. When a leader realizes God is asking him or her to do something that counters his own plans or desires, the self-will test has begun. God has to break the self-will and personal ambition of every person he uses. I'm going to read that again hmm. because a lot of us are going, wait a minute, why, why are you going to do this to me? Why am I suffering? Why do I not have all this? Why, 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 why? And God's going, wait a minute, because I need to take you from who you are to who I can use. And if you're going to be self-centered, I can't use you. God has to break the self-will and personal ambition of every person he uses so that he can trust him or her to do whatever he requires in his kingdom. I love that. And this is something that I will tell you that you don't just get, this is not a, a one time, a one and done kind of test. This is a often and done kind of test. Yeah, unfortunately, probably, because it's where our personality gets in the way and we get confused and uh, we allow ourselves to get in front of what God has for our lives. Hey, you know, we're going to take a break in this conversation. Our, we've got a guest caller in today. His name is Michael McAfee. He is a the son-in-law of David Green and part of the Hobby Lobby uh group of companies he works for works in the companies and he's got experience on how hobby lobby faced the federal government when they tried to try to intrude on telling hobby lobby how to provide health care to their people and force them to provide contraceptives and things like that and michael and his wife lauren are going to be speaking next week at the god at work forum which is being put on by the christian chamber of commerce tampa bay you can find out more about it online at c3tb.org for tickets. Members, $49. And we've got lots of great guests or guest speakers next week in a forum, of course, that Bill Bunkley and I will both be on. c3tb.org. Michael, welcome to I Work For Him. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that, uh, that you're on the air with me. And, I, and I, I said Michael McAfee. Is that how you actually say your last name? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, because uh, there's two different ways, but I didn't know if you were like related to the antivirus guy or, or not. Oh, man, I wish. No, but they're <laughs> making our name famous, so I'm happy there with it. There you go. So. <laughs> so talk to me about your connection to the Green family. It seems like you married well. Oh, I married way over my head. I, uh, I married my Sunday school sweetheart, Lauren, who is uh, Steve's oldest daughter, and uh, I met her when we were seven in Sunday school at our Aww. church. and. We started dating at 17, and now we're 27. So I've, uh, I feel like I've been around him my, my whole life, but uh, very pleased. Not only did I marry over my head, I married into a great family. So, well, so you, you, you met that? How young were you when you met? Seven. Yeah, we were in Sunday school in uh, when we were kids, and so she had cooties back then. But then yeah. you, know, she, you got past that part. Figured it out. So, well, yeah, what's it. What's really cool is that they knew you from seven until 17, and they still let you date their daughter. That's what's incredible. <laughs> I know. I know. It took me a while to talk him into it, talk her into it, but eventually I did. And so uh, just didn't let her go past well, that. But pray, yeah, it's pray, been great. Praise the Lord for great friends that become wives, because I married my best friend as well. Yeah. All right. So you're coming to speak at the Got It Work Forum next week for the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay next Friday, the 23rd of October. Find out more about it on, online at c3tb.org. What are you going to be focusing your talk on? Right, yeah. So we're basically going to be sharing a little bit of the, the story of Hobby Lobby, the journey that God has taken our family through. Um, and so uh, people, there's a lot of people that kind of became familiar with our story, especially uh, surrounding the Supreme Court case, which we'll definitely talk about kind of how 
we, as a family, came to a point where we decided we needed to sue the federal government, which is still surreal <laughs> to us. I can't yep. believe that we, you know, it, it came to that, but felt like we didn't feel like we had a choice. I mean, honestly. And so we'll be sharing kind of hopefully bringing people into that room so that they can understand what our mindset was and, and the convictions that we had that led us to that point. And then also, um, you know, this, this company is, is over 40 years old. And, you know, when, when Grandpa Green, when Lauren's grandpa started the company, I mean, we, we tried to build it uh, as much as possible from uh, the ground up in a way that would honor the Lord. And so there's some growing pains with that, but there's even some cool ways that we've legally turned the company over to the Lord. And so uh, we'll be sharing about some of those and just the way that we've tried to apply biblical principles uh, to build a great business. That's going to be exciting. Again, people can find out more about hearing Michael and Lauren Green talk next week at the Got It Work Forum with the Christian Chamber of Commerce. Find it online at c3tb.org. You're also, as I understand, going to talk about the new Museum of the Bible. Now, this is a Green right. family. Uh, this has been one of the things, you, as a Green family, you guys are putting together uh, to, to get out to the public. Talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So we are putting in a premier museum in Washington, D.C. Uh, it is right off of the Capitol. It's a few blocks from the Capitol, um, right in the, the thick of things there in D.C., and uh, it is a major museum dedicated to the Bible. And so we want to uh, preserve the Bible. We want to share the Bible story, the impact that it's made uh, throughout human history, and uh and, and help people see that it is unlike any other book, unlike any other item in the history of the world, you know? And so if, if you saw in the year 2000, Time Life magazine counted down the 100 most significant events for a millennium, and number one was the Bible being printed from the year 1000 to the year 2000. It's, it's had a larger impact on our, our language, it's had an impact on our government, obviously, on our society, on art, culture, and architecture, and fashion, and all sorts of different areas of society, and we just uh, we feel like to be a, a responsible, uh, knowledgeable person, regardless of what you do with it in terms of faith, that you should be knowledgeable of the Bible. And so uh, that's what the museum's dedicated to. Our family's kind of taken the first step in, in trying to be um, uh, major donors to that museum, but we're, we're hoping that we'll get a lot of support, a lot of prayers, a lot of people coming to visit. So when does that open? It'll open in November 2017. So we're a couple years away. We got a couple years to raise about a billion dollars to get this thing off the ground, but we're we're well over halfway there. We've had a lot of great support. Well, I'd help write a check, but I'm just shy about a billion on that one. All right. So talk to me about your one last really quickly. I understand you're sure. also going to be talking about how you see work as worship. Give me the most impactful thing you've learned about work as worship. Yeah. So um, whatever your hand finds to do, do all to the glory of God. Uh, and, and as a young boy, I remember uh, growing up in Miss George's first grade class. I wanted to be. We had career day, and I was the only little boy that didn't dress up as a Troy Aikman or Michael Jordan, saying I was going to be a professional athlete. Uh, I dressed up in a suit and tie and said I wanted to be a pastor. And uh, and I always desired that as a child. And one thing that I've learned is that regardless of if you're working in full-time vocational ministry or if you're working a job nine to five, that everything we do actually is worship, that our work was created by God to give honor and glory to Him and for His purpose. We're talking with Michael McAfee about the upcoming God at Work Forum at Ruth Eckert Hall put on by the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay. Find out more about this event at c3tb.org. There are still tickets available. Michael, thanks for holding on during the break. I appreciate it. 
Sure, absolutely. All right, so you were talking right before the break, and I, and I apologize, I cut you off, about how, you know, when you were in Sunday school, people were, they were dressing up like their favorite sports heroes, and you dressed up in a suit because you said, you know what, I want to be a pastor. And we were talking about how your perspective on that your work is worship and and going from there. So talk to me about how God moved you from a child who wanted to be a pastor into where you are today. Well, yeah, well, it, uh, it, it helped me realize that everything we do uh, is truly worship. So it's not just that, um, you know, we worship when we're in a church on Sundays or that pastors really, their work is worship because they're working, you know, throughout the week doing the Lord's work and the rest of us are just, you know, pushing papers and everything, but that actually that God, that Christianity is in some ways very unique because it gives equal dignity to all work. Um, even when you look at Genesis at the beginning, when God puts man in the garden, he makes Adam, the very first man, a gardener um, to work and keep the ground, and that uh, there's equal dignity, value, and worship in uh, whatever kind of work you do, whether it be that you're caring for uh, the uh, our society and the earth and kind of keeping things clean, and so, uh, or if you're being creative and you're being uh, fulfilling the cultural mandate by establishing government and building business and things like that. Um, that actually that they they both have equal dignity. The high school uh, busboy uh, helping to clean tables has the same level of dignity and ability to worship in his work as does the CEO of a major organization. I love that line. I wrote it down. Equal dignity in all work. You're 27. Do you realize what a blessing it is that you understand this at 27? Because I was almost <laughs> mid-40s before somebody explained that same thing to me. I kept thinking, I want to be a pastor. Martha and I have done marriage ministry and high school ministry for years, and, and I kept trying to get into mm. seminary and kept trying to be a pastor because I wanted my work to matter. And then I finally right. was taught in my early 40s that my work mattered no matter what I did. It's, a, yeah. it's an incredible gift you've been given. Now, being part of the Green family, being part of the Hobby Lobby family, that puts a lot of pressure on you. You're in the spotlight. Now, the good news is you don't have that last name. you got the last name of the most famous antivirus on the planet. <laughs> next, to Norton, next, next to Norton McAfee is also playing. So you at least can hide behind that. But how has that right. being married to Lauren, being part of that family with such a great history of profound faith, how has that impacted your relationship and challenged you on a daily basis? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, you know, I, I, I mentioned knowing them my whole life. It never, uh, I, I guess there was never a shock value of who my, the family is that I, you know, an in-law of or an outlaw of, however you, you look at it. Um, but I, so, but as far as the impact on my day-to-day -day life, I mean, it is definitely, um, th there's definitely been some, some doors and opportunities like this that it is open that I, I wouldn't have expected. But the honestly, the biggest impact it has made is uh, they're legitimately just a great family. I mean, uh, Grandpa Green is just legitimately a great grandpa to marry into a family, to get to um, to live life with. I mean, he really cares for his kids and his grandkids, and his greatest desire is that all people would know the Bible, know Jesus, and that his grandkids would walk with the Lord and find fulfillment in their work. And I mean, he's he's just He's a great guy. I've got a great father-in-law. So um, they've been great, especially uh, uh, kind of filling some gaps that are own, you know, some of the brokenness that exists in my family, getting to have an in-law family that, uh, that loves me and accepts me as their own and points me to Christ and encourages me and disciples me. 
uh, that, that's been the biggest impact it's had on my life. What a privilege it is. And, and when I married Martha, we got to, I got to understand and meet her grandparents who were godly people on the knees praying yeah. in their 80s, and that was such an encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that Grandpa Green's waiting for you to make him a great-Grandpa Green, though is what I'm guessing he's waiting yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, we got some uh, some cousins and some brothers and sisters that have helped with that already. Okay, all right, so they're they're already taking off, care of that yeah. pressure. That's good. But yeah, but they're definitely it's coming. Michael, I want to appreciate I appreciate you calling in today and talking about what you're going to be talking about next week at the Got It Work Forum for the Christian Chamber of Commerce. I look forward to meeting you face to face. I'm excited about what you're going to talk about. But thanks so much for giving us time here on I Work for Him. I wish you God's best and fly safe, and we'll see you next Friday. Hey, likewise. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks a lot. We've been talking with Michael McAfee. He's with the Hobby Lobby family, and he's talking next week at the Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay, got at work for him about really the, the fight between Hobby Lobby and the government and what they learned and how their faith grew and also about the upcoming uh, Museum of the Bible uh, that's going to be in Washington, D.C. That's going to be really cool. So make sure if you've got time next Friday afternoon, I recommend it highly to go to the Christian Chamber of Commerce Got, got It Work Forum, c3tb.org, and it's at Ruth Eckert Hall. It is. And we just want to remind people to maybe this weekend while you're on your computer to go get registered so that they know that you're coming. That's right. And uh, both Bill Bunkley and I and a couple of other local business people will be on a forum about our workplace and how it is a mission field. And we look forward to really sharing that with you as well. Kind of, that's been exciting. I'll be, yeah, be on the stage with some famous people like Bill Bunkley. Well, I think you'll have a lot of fun up there. And so we went last year to the God at Work, and it was a great experience, and yes, we're looking forward to going again. Lots of vendors there to meet that are Christ-following vendors that want to talk to Christ-following leaders and employees. You know, you don't have to be a leader in business to go to this. Mm-hmm. This is just anybody who really wants to incorporate their faith deeper into what they do. And there's going to be dessert, I heard. A dessert. It's all about dessert. That, that got my attention. I thought you said <laughs> I was on a diet this month. Mm, I didn't say anything. Okay. (laughs) So can I read this verse? (laughs) Well, okay. We're talking about the self-will test and how God, when a leader realizes God is asking him or her to do something that counters his or her own plans or desires, God is testing our self-will. God has to break the self-will and personal ambition of every person he uses so that he can trust him or her to do whatever he requires of the kingdom. Martha's got a scripture from Isaiah to read. I do. And before I read it, the thing that I love about this verse, and I'll emphasize it at the end, is the fact that it, the reason it goes with the self-will test is because we think, well, if God's given us the knowledge, then we must be able to figure this out. And our ways are not always God's ways. Well, God's pretty specific. So, yes. So Isaiah says. 55, 6 through 9 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I just, I feel like that's so powerful, and there's so much that we can say, but just the fact that, I mean, when we were talking in Business His Way last week, you were talking about how Bar, we have learned through scientific research and study and telescopes and all different things how far the heavens are really from the earth. And that's how much greater God's ways are over our ways and his thoughts over well, our thoughts. And to go on that, what was really cool, over the weekend, it might have been Monday night, NASA released another picture of a new galaxy they found in the Hubble's, from the Hubble Space Telescope. <laughs> and... 
it was 700 million light years away. And what they... It, it, I thought there was this Not amazing... Not 701 million No, light 700 years? million light years away. And then they also put in how many... How many miles can you travel in a light year? And it was like over a trillion light years mm-hmm. in a year. Tr- excuse me, over a trillion miles in a year. That's how that's how much a light year is. Okay, you multiply it times seven hundred, so seven hundred trillion miles. Can I, I can I break that down a little bit more? Could you? Just do. So that, so Jose, that, help us help out. Us do you here. got a calculator? Here, just so that you, to make it easy, I tell people, and this is what I tell my kids, do you know how fast the speed of light is? And I tell them, it's 186,000 miles per second. Hmm. That's how fast the speed of light is. And mm-hmm. it takes about eight and a half minutes for the, uh, the, the light from our sun to reach the surface of the earth. So when you're talking of light years and that kind of distance, just think of the speed of light how much it covers in one second. It's, it's an amazing, staggering number. Yep. And, but what I also read in that same article from NASA is that when we're talking about this verse, as, my, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. They said that they had found galaxies 7.1 billion light years away. I thought it was only a billion either way. It's over 7 billion light years in either direction. Hmm. I think that's pretty impressive. It's, so and, and God did that all for think, his glory. So we think we have a really good idea. We think that we've even, you know, studied and researched and we have a good plan. And yet God's plan is seven billion light years better (laughs) than our plan. And we can't even start to fathom that. All right. But the point in this whole deal is a lot of times we like to tell God our plans. God, this, I'm, well, it's in James. It, it talks about, and I don't have the James passage right up in front of me, but it talks about, well, you're going to go to this and such and such a city, and we're going to make this much money, and then we're going to make that money, and then we're going to come back. We, we, got all, we tell God these plans. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to make a lot of money, or I'm going to move up north and make a lot of money, or I'm going to buy a boat, and I'm going to, I don't know. Sail around the world. No, buy a boat and pour a lot of money into it. That's what you do with oh, a boat. Oh, there you go. That's right. I'm gonna, whatever it may be. We tell God our plans. He's not really interested in our plans. If you're going to be a Christ follower, you're setting aside your will in order to become more like him because Jesus said, not my will, he's talking to his heavenly father, but yours be done. And that's what it really means to be a Christ follower. But as business leaders, we're often arguing with God that this is what I want to do. And Lord, why are you interfering with my plans? And then you go to Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He knows it. He knows what his plans are, but we have a hard time believing and um, just being able to trust in him and going back to what this test is, it's the test of the self-will and being able to set aside what we think is best and trusting the Lord that he has the best plan in store for us. So we're talking about a discussion we had last week at Business His Way. Now, Business His Way is a Christian roundtable discussion group for business leaders, small business leaders and owners here in Tampa Bay. We currently have a meeting in Pinellas County. Love to start one up here in Tampa Bay, but it's a monthly meeting for two and a half hours. We meet on a Friday after a Friday morning, 730 in the morning. And it's for people that really want to learn how to lead their companies, lead their organizations as a Christ-centered individual, and maybe you just are not a great fit for some of these other great organizations like C12, it's just maybe not a fit for you yet, and so we try to give you that intro to C12 through Business His Way. And we just we do it through great roundtable discussions with other like-minded people. Yeah, and we ended up spending a lot of time talking through this devotion last Friday because I think it hit a lot of us. Because as leaders, we do feel we need to plan, organize, you know, seek God's will, but yet we still just 
sometimes plow ahead without letting go and saying, God, what do you want from me? And the the example, of course, the the main example that we have is um, the fact that Oh, I lost my train of thought. You're going to help me out. Well, here. I'll just help you out. You okay. know, how do you? There's one word that describes Christian business owners that keep telling God what their plans are, and that God needs to work on their plans. You know what? The, you know what you call those, Martha? What? It's another four-letter word. What is it? Bankrupt. That's right. Because you keep telling God <laughs> what your you keep telling God what your what your plans are, and you keep ignoring what His plans are because He knows how for you to make money. He knows how to raise money for the kingdom. He knows how to best take care of your employees. He knows the answers to all of your marketing solutions and everything you need to know to run your business with success. But when you keep telling Him your plans, He's like, "Go ahead, do it your way. Sooner or later, you'll figure out. I already have the answers." Mm-hmm. And that's when we come back a little bit more on the self will test. And if you want to find out more about Business His Way and how you can get involved, just type in businesshisway.us. That's right. It's a .us, businesshisway.us, or you can go out to iworkforhim.com and also find out some information about it. Hey, Martha, as we talk about the self-will test, you were talking about what are some of the ways that you can be sure God is asking you to do something? What are some of the ways you've seen God confirm things for you? Well, it's amazing when you read the scripture how you can, um, I mean, that's our greatest handbook that God gave us. And it's just one of the many ways in the um, that we can tangibly read something and say, okay, Lord, let me know if this is obedience to your will. Well, and just even this morning, I was reading out of Corinthians, hey, you know, Christians are not supposed to sue Christians and, and if don't have conflicts in the courts. And, and I had a struggle with a, a former customer and I just like, okay, got to set it aside. That's not how God wants me to handle it. I just need to forgive it. It's not important. Mm-hmm. But so so we, another thing you can do is to seek counsel. Right. Seeking counsel is a huge thing. And godly counsel. Um, but sometimes even just someone that may have a good perspective that may not realize that they're giving godly counsel, but weighing that against it. And then also really praying about your decisions that you make. But a lot of times I'll find that if God wants me to do something, a lot of times or draw my attention to something, he'll bring it in front of me two or three times. He'll try to get my attention. He'll send it in front of me. You know, Abraham and Isaac, you know, God made Abraham wait 100 years to have a son by his wife, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And w- then when his son was eight years old, he said, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. And Abraham had to put aside his will for God's will. That's right. And so the question we just all need to ask ourselves is, are we willing to be broken by God? Abraham had to be broken. He had to trust that God had a plan here because he was already a hundred and stinking eight years old. And and God's asking him to, you know, to kill his son. But of course, God did have a plan. He did. And it's something that we, you know, was really a precursor of Christ for us. The, the lamb was provided. All right, listen, we've come to the end of another I Work for Him Radio Roundtable Friday. Thanks so much for tuning in. We've had a lot of fun talking today, Martha and I, about lots of different things, especially getting to hear from Michael McAfee about uh, him, he, and Lauren speaking at the God at Work Forum next Friday afternoon. Find out more about that at c3tb.org. And we'd like to challenge you to join the I Work for Him Nation. To go out to iworkforhim.com and commit to starting Monday to pray for your coworkers and employees each and every morning. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Go out to iworkforhim.com and look for their information. And please check out their websites and do business with them. Hopefully there was something in the conversation today that inspired you to look at your workplace differently than you've ever looked at it before. What did you learn today on how we could take the city for Christ? You know, we learned today that our faith can impact our workplace by being broken. We need to be broken in order to be effective 
ministers for Christ in our workplace. If we go with our own agenda, with our own plan, God just laughs at us and goes, you know what, I've got a better plan. It's more effective. It's going to work better. Would you just let me do what I came to do? I am the God of the universe. And by the way, I created universes 7 billion light years away. And Jose can give you those calculations. So the answer is, what do we do with this information? How do we become broken? And really, it's just seeking to follow the Lord. But we need to remember that the enemy has taken the battle in the workplace very seriously, Martha, very seriously. And we need to understand that we need to be prepared for the battle. What are you doing to set aside your will, to set aside your plans so that you can be used by God in the workplace? And as you go home this weekend, ask the Lord, how can I look at Monday morning differently than I've ever looked at it before? You've been listening to I Work For Him Radio Roundtable with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately... I work for him. him.